Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 151 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And we're recording this on uh, the first day of February. It is February 1st, 2022. And uh, when you're hearing this, it'll be February 2nd or after. And we're going to open up this podcast. We're not going to harp on it too long. But me and Travis always make a joke that literally like big news drops the day after we we record it always happens but today some pretty some pretty big news dropped the day of and we get to talk about it tonight uh when you guys hear this on Wednesday and that is Brian Flores he's suing the NFL uh, for uh, a variety of a variety of different things but mainly that they have uh their i guess he's I don't know how they quoted it in the article that I read basically that their hiring practices are, are racially motivated um I just want to preface this by racial saying, discrimination. Yeah. I just want to preface this by saying that we have the Rooney rule in place. Like you have to interview an African American. Is it the perfect rule? No, but him trying to sue the giants makes zero sense to me. Cause the giants literally interviewed, I think Sean Malone, our good buddy, Sean Malone tweeted out. They interviewed Leslie Frazier and another African American candidate. So they interviewed three African American candidates and maybe you're just not that. Him, so it's racist. Yeah, maybe you're just not that good of a coach or not that easy of a guy to work with. Yeah, so we, I mean, we can talk a little bit about because he's suing them on three different accounts. First one with the Giants says that he was racially discriminated against, uh, and that they had already decided they wanted Brian Dable prior to interviews, which cool that could be the case. There's plenty of jobs out there where people already know who they want before they go into interviews, but they have to go into interviews because it's a formal thing. You just have to do that. Yeah. Like that's, that's the uh, thing. It is. I think it is kind of funny that I think I'm pretty sure, uh, Bill Belichick did that shit on purpose to get back at the league for, for, for the flake gate. I mean, he was like, so, oops, sorry, my bad. Fuck. I fucked up. It's Brian Dable. Not, not, not you. That, that, that got the job. So yeah, I'm talking about the, the leaked text messages between, uh, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores. To me, those seem so. I can't. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying them. They seem one fabricated. There's zero. There's zero like timestamps on them and dates. It just says yesterday and today, so you don't know when they were. He signs off one of the text messages with BB at the end. Like, okay, I'm gonna. But go, only one. That's, of some, them. that's something that 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 Bill Belichick would do though. Like he would, but not, on, be that but not on just one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he was it, doing it, that it, on just one. And also, I'm going to say it. I don't. I don't see Brian Flores as being a a, a night mode guy. Like he had, he had he had his text in night mode. <laughs> I don't see him being a night mode guy. Do you? No. But 
But it's just, I don't think I don't think he's that he would be that technologically advanced uh, to even know that's a thing. But you're not gonna Bill Bel- Bill Belichick's not gonna be the kind of guy that mix up text messages and like, oh shit, that was supposed to go to Brian Dayball, not Brian Flores. And I'm why would he? Why would he be? Why would he be texting Brian Dayball, a division rival, to tell him congratulations? Him texting Brian Flores makes sense because Brian Flores was a longtime defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. Him texting Brian Dable makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, that whole thing just blows my mind. When I saw those text messages, I was like, wait a second. I had to go back and look at it. Um, but outside of that, even it's like, okay, cool. Maybe they just didn't want you as a coach. You were 24 and 25 as a head coach. So it's not shocking. that The team's not going to want to hire you when they're trying to rebuild their offense. When you're yeah, I mean, and, head coach, and that's my thing. Like, I'm, am I saying Flores is a bad coach? No, but you maybe you're just not. Like, I could see Flores being a bad interviewer. I could see him being going up to an interview and not and not interviewing well. He just he has this like he puts these walls. Very up dry and, personality. Very dry. Like doesn't like doesn't. And maybe you're just not that good of an interviewer. People saw we did in Miami, and you're like, yeah, you were always there, but you were never the guy to take them to the top. So. I mean, I say that never, but he had three seasons to do it. The last two years, we had two good teams, and we just failed to capitalize on it. So yeah, and so we can and we can go into the Dolphins part now that you're talking about this. That. Is, this is, uh, this is everyone's everyone's acting. First of all, like Flores was a great coach, and that you know he deserves every single penny of this money because of what they did to him. But everyone backing him up obviously never watched any meaningful games over the last three years that the Dolphins were in. Because he couldn't coach for shit in any of them. No, he 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 drastically failed in the biggest moments. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Stephen Ross is you know a good guy. I'm not even the biggest Stephen Ross fan. But let's not act like he's the only fucking owner in the NFL that has done shit like this. They're all first, shady. I, I also find this hard to believe too. I don't. And the fact that I don't. he offered him a hundred thousand dollars per every loss. Okay, if that's the case, though, why did he finish the season five and four in the last nine games? Because he didn't want to lose. So, I don't know. So I, I'm saying I'm saying this five hundred k. Yeah, I'm just saying exactly. I'm saying this has happened elsewhere. I saw all over Twitter. How much did uh, Stan Kroenke pay Jeff Fisher to blow those games in St. Louis of those last few years? How many? How many? Uh, how much money did fucking uh, Shad Khan pay? Uh, what's his face? That was there before Urban Meyer last year to tank to tank for Trevor. Uh, what's his name? Doug, Doug Marone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying like this happens everywhere. Let's not act like this. And I'm seeing all these Dolphins fans on Twitter complaining like this is the most so embarrassing. Shut the fuck up. This happens everywhere. This happens everywhere. I mean, is sports are very very political. Uh, it's political and very financially motivated. It's so it's ridiculous. If you, if you want, if you want to stop it, then figure out a way where you can't do it. And I mean, okay. So if you're, if you're going to stop the tanking thing, then you're going to come, come with a lottery system like the NBA did, you know, uh, the only thing that sucks that, with that is the lot, even the NBA lottery is rigged. Oh, it's been rigged before. So here, so here's my whole thing. Was Steven Ross in the wrong? Yes. Brian Flores turning down $100,000 per game to lose. Okay, fine. You're doing that. But, I mean, here here's my whole thing with everything. If he was still coaching Miami 
if you would have got the Denver or the Giants job, none of this shit would have came out. He is pissed because he doesn't have a head coaching job anymore. Maybe you're the fact that the Dolphins fired you and you got turned down for two different organizations. Maybe you're just not that easy guy to work with and you should suck it up and move on. That's all I got to say. Well, he uh, he didn't do himself any favors by turning down Tom Brady. If 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 that's true, like okay, yes, it's everywhere. That's technically tampering. But my wife, if you asked me that, she goes, "What would have happened?" I said, "We'd got a slap on the wrist. We got a fine and lost lo- some draft picks. That's it. They wouldn't have taken away. And if you're going to turn they down find Tom out, Brady, yeah, if they find out, if you're going to turn, it would have been it would have been a deflate gate situation. Is, is all it would have been. And well, we still would have had Tom Brady. So exactly, been- you're still gonna have Tom Brady. Like, okay, I get taking the moral high road and not 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 taking 100k to lose games. I, I would have fucking coached that team, make 160K uh, or 1.6 million, whatever, um, losing 16 games. But you're taking the moral, moral, high, moral high road there. He, you knew Tom Brady was going to leave New England. Everyone knew it. Like, yes, was it tampering? He obviously wanted to come to Florida. His ass wasn't going to Jacksonville. That means it was down between Miami and Tampa Bay. We should get uh, customized Tom Brady Dolphins jerseys. No, no shit. I mean, that is just <laughs> it's, to think it's pretty uh, awful. Just to think what, what, what could the last, I'm not, I'm not saying we'd have won, we'd have won a Super Bowl, but it, it, we definitely, it could have, it could have been, I mean, look what, I mean, just the Tom Brady effect and what he's able to do. Uh, and the, and the, then the star power he brings, like we could have signed Leonard Fournette. We could have got Antonio Brown, like all this shit. Yeah. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. So those are the two. And then the third one uh, is, as Jarrett kind of alluded to, the Bronco situation, which he's just such a liar. He claimed that John L.A. was an hour late to his interview and hungover. um, And the Broncos came out with a statement saying, because I guess they record like their interviews. They have like a recorder of when they start, when they finish. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it started on time, and it was the allotted three-and-a-half-hour interview um, that that took place. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I hate hate to say it. I, I had the utmost respect for Brian Flores. I think this is the ultimate crybaby America, like this, this, the culture we we've cultivated in this country, where you can cry when you when you don't get your way. And I did I did not pin him for that guy. Um, if if the claims are true about the Giants bring him in for interview when they already knew their guy, that's shitty. That is shitty on the Giants organization. That wouldn't surprise me. Him getting you can offered- have an idea as to who you want. Obviously, everyone's yeah. got it. Everyone, every team going into an interview has their mindset on a guy that they want. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. So, but you're going to interview four people just in case you can't reach a deal with with the guy. That's true. Want. That's any yes. job, I guess. That's what like, it is. Yeah. And and the, and the whole Miami situation of him being offered to pay 100k, you know, that's that's fucked up. But in Denver, like, you can't just make egregious lies about that. I mean, and they're they're the same. They're in the same. They're same boat. They just fired a defensive minded head coach, Vic Fangio, who had a great ass defense. Their problem is they can't score the fucking ball and keep up with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. So they don't they don't need a defensive mind head coach. No shit. That's why the they thing hired too. Like Talking about defensive minded head coaches, Brian Flores isn't even the number one option in that category. Who It'd is probably it? be somebody be? like Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn, yeah, L- L- Leslie Frazier with the Bills. Like Brian Flores isn't even the number one option as a defensive minded head coach. So 
That's ridiculous. Moving on to his future, I don't think there's any chance he coaches in the NFL after this. You can't you can't sue your employer and then expect to get a job after that. Well, the fact the NFL came out, yeah, they came out with a statement. They said they're gonna, you know, admittedly, you know, deny these claims and they're gonna they're gonna actually fight against it. What will end up happening? They'll settle out of court for some money. They will form some kind of diversity coaching diversity clinic, or he'll form some kind of committee like that shit. Or I could see Brian Flores going to the college level uh, in, in, in coaching there. I think you'd be a great college coach, to be honest with you. I think you really would. I don't think he'll ever coach in the NFL again. No, he won't. But he could He could be, you know, a lot like Nick Saban, you know, go back, go to college. I don't, Brian Flores is never, never in college, but go the college route. I think Flores would be a fantastic college coach. Molding young men, that's what he does. He's a very disciplined guy. He he he's he's all about commitment and team eth- and, and teamwork. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he just a, doesn't. He hasn't seemed like a guy that a lot of people wanted to play for. I've I've seen mixed reports in Miami. I mean, the fact that the biggest stars in the team though didn't want to play for you: Xavier Howard, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, your quarterback. No matter how bad your quarterback is, you can't just. Go to your quarterback and be like, hey, you fucking suck. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, you still have to move. I would do that, but yeah, well, okay. When (laughs) when other people on the team are backing them up, though, like your star players, Gasicki, Howard, Parker, you can't you can't just defy all your star your star talent. Yeah, no, I hear you. So that's that's the floor situation. We don't harp on it too much. Um, I mean he We're not we're definitely not pro floor as like you're gonna see around the the Twitterverse. I'm not. I'm not pro Flores. I'm not pro Ross. I mean, if anything, that gives me like Ross actually cares about the fucking team. Like he want he wanted he had the best interest of the team in mind. Flores didn't. Um, Ross did some shady things. I'm not going to speak on the Giants and Denver situation. Sounds like those were fair interview processes. So it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to talk about. We just want to talk about that because that literally just happened today. Let's talk about the conference championship games in the national football league. Uh, first of all, we just got to say this what we've said it every week. We'll say it again. Now this has been the best NFL playoffs I have ever watched in my entire life. Which is crazy. Cause the, uh, the first round was the worst round I've seen in a long time. The wild card round. First round had a couple of good games. The Bengals game was good. Um, but the, this past Sunday, every game came down to the literally the, the last possession um, and all the Buffalo Bills fans can literally take their tears and just go wherever with them because Bengals lost the opening toss in, in overtime, and they stopped Patrick Mahomes. Not only they stopped him, they intercepted him. They could have had done it twice, and then they turned around and kicked the game-winning field goal. That's how it's done, Bills. Yeah, I mean, I, I've and I told I, we talked about it last week. I've never been a fan of the bitching about the overtime rules. I mean, you know the rules. You know what you got to do. Go out and get it done. And they did exactly that. Lost fucking coin toss and got it done. Uh, I think this is like cementing Joe Burrow, like starting his legacy. Because let's be honest, like, yeah, he had a good end of his year, but he didn't have a fantastic, like. Let's just let's just go on the record and say you've never been a Joe Burrow guy. You've never been a Joe Burrow guy, ever. No, and I and I said. I said last week that if, if he goes in and he beats the Chiefs, I will never slander Joe Burrow ever again. I will I will like him. And what did I do? I went out and I bought 
a Joe Burrow sweatshirt from the Barstool store on Monday, and I'm going to wear it for the Super Bowl. And I told I'm I, the end of my word. I bought one as well, except they came out with two, two versions of them. They came out with one of him and his pregame fit walking up to Kansas City wearing the chain, and it says Joe Burr beneath it. Mine is, just, set, you, mine is a little set. rectangle one with his glasses on, and it says Joe Burr on top of it. Yeah, so we'll both be rocking those. Uh, I, I like Joe Burrow. He's, he's got a lot of swagger. Reminds me a lot of um, like a non-corny Tom Brady in a way in his, in, in his younger days. Like he just has that – he goes out there and he has no fear about him. I do want to talk about Patrick Mahomes and how fucking terrible he played in the second half of that game. That was That was bad. I mean, they just got shut down. We saw it in like three or four consecutive plays where they just they got coverage sacks and coverage pressures, or I don't know where it came from, but he was running around the pocket for like seven or eight seconds, and I guess he couldn't find nobody. So I don't know if it was all on him or if some of it had to do with the receivers or maybe the Bengals are just playing that good and made adjustments. But I think leading up to that point uh, sparked a big momentum changer is that for end of the first half blunder that the, the, the Chiefs did and yep. why they decided to go for it uh, with five seconds left and no timeouts and throw it behind the line of scrimmage. That's where it all kind of unraveled. Like I, I looked at Travis came over to my house on Sunday. We were watching the games and I looked at him. And I said, I, said, uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a big moment in this game. It, not, not even just posting like we got pumped. Because we obviously had Bengals spread. We, we had Bengals money line. Um, we got pumped when they stopped them. Like, fuck yeah, they're kicking field goals. We have five seconds left. And then when they willed it out there to go for it, I'm like, fuck, they're going to score a touchdown here. This game's going to be over. They're going to be down by 18 points going into halftime. This is done. But they fucking stopped them. And I think that was the big turning moment in that game. Even though the Chiefs got the ball coming out of halftime, I think if you are a Chiefs fan, that is the one thing you can say is like, reason why why they why they went for it is because they got the ball out of halftime. You still gotta take take the three points there, especially in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean you take three points there and you're going up in the half up fourteen, which is a heck of a lot nicer than going up eleven. Uh which ultimately ended up losing technically if you want to really think about it, it ended up losing them the game. So really did. No, really did. But the so, game was the game was incredible. Uh it was awesome to see well, we can talk about the next game that wasn't so much. Incredible. Well, yeah, it's not incredible for us. It was still a fun game. Um, what I will say, I saw a stat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is like QBR in the first half was like 110 something, 108. His QBR in the second half was like a 1.7. I believe it. I believe so even it. That, even that goofy play whenever they tied the game at the end, at the end, when he like ran backwards 15 yards and fumbled the ball, like that was so – unlike Patrick Mahomes and talk about a quarterback who doesn't have a very team friendly contract. Your window to win Super Bowls is closing. Uh, I know they're talking about increasing the cap next year, but his literally cap it. I think it goes up by $13 million next year. It's not great. I mean, team people are going to have to take pay cuts to, uh, to play there. And I feel like a lot of the people, I don't know why you'd want to, cause you've already got one ring under your belt. Yeah, so so just wanted to throw that out sense. there. The uh, the night game, or I guess the later game, the uh, Niners Rams. For those of you who follow us on TikTok or listen to the podcast religiously, 
You know, we had uh, we were on Niners and Bengals money line parlay, and motherfucker, we were a half of a quarter away from hitting. Half a quarter. Thanks, Kyle Shanahan and Jaquiski Tart. Kyle Shanahan is unable to coach in big games. Absolutely, I will say Jaquiski Tart came out and like you know owned up to it. Kyle Shanahan never did, and I think more. I think the game's more on Kyle Shanahan because that Jaquiski Tart interception, while it would have been big, was essentially like a punt. And there's still nine minutes left in the game. But the he could have returned would've... that to almost the 50-yard line. There's okay, no even, if they get a, even if they get a field goal, the Rams are still getting the ball back with a chance. Kyle Shanahan's inability to continue to run the ball and do what works. They kept trying these little cute fucking little dump-off passes, that screen passes that were losing two, three yards at a time. Like, what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, the one that I keep going back or just keep – playing over and over in my head is when they got the ball back at the end of the game with like a minute, something left. And they threw like that screen pass to Juwan Jennings, uh, like on the sideline on for like second down two yards. And I was on like, second down. Debo Samuel. I think I heard somewhere had one touch in the fourth quarter. One. That's uh, not great. Most exp- not great. Yeah, most of- not, not only that, but the, uh, just the lack of aggressiveness from Kyle Shanahan always bites him in the ass. He always plays conservative. Did it in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Uh, the one that I can think of is whenever they punted on fourth and two from like the Rams 45 yard line. Just go for it. Like, yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure the punt ended up being at like the 20 anyway. So just go it for it. It was like a, it was like a 12. It was like a net, like 33 yard punt. But like you said, like, if you have that much confidence in your defense and your defense is that good, like the Niners' defense is, then just go for it. Just take it, nut up. You can't drop a play so, to get yourself two yards, and you don't deserve to be in the Super Bowl anyway. I'm just so pissed. Like, oh, literally, I snapped the whiteboard in half at my house. and I, I that, that, that game literally, like, I didn't lose $200. That cost me $200 and the potential to win more. So yeah. big, fuck. big, big swing. Um, but the the thing that makes me mad too is that people are blaming Jimmy Jimmy G for the game. But I mean, Jimmy G's when we all know this, he's never going to win you a ball game. He's not going to go out and play amazing and shut you know shut things down and score forty five points and throw for four hundred yards. He's just not going to do it. But no. at the same time, he didn't lose them that game. And people that are like, oh, well, this solidifies the end of Jimmy G's era in San Francisco. It's like they wouldn't even be in the playoffs if they had Trey Lance at quarterback. It definitely does. Like, I don't know if you saw Jimmy G's press conference today. He basically said, hey, guys, it's been fun. I love you all. Uh, we'll see you later. And he got up and walked away. Like, I think he knows it's over. They did. They drafted. They traded up to draft Trey Lance at three. Terrible fucking decision, but they did it. And uh, where's Jimmy G go? Variety of different places, I think. I think he could go fit well in. Um, he could go back to, I mean, shit, Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, there's Carolina. A lot of, <clears throat> there's Carolina. a lot of places that could use them. So a lot of teams don't have very good quarterbacks. Uh, but I'm just like, he, he deserves to be back. Yes, they're going to roll with Trey Lance, but... They're not going to be nearly as good with him. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I mean, that's just a team where you're kind of in a weird spot. You have been, like, in the last three years, you've been to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, and you failed to capitalize in both of those games. And now you're kind of at this point, you're like, okay, we have George Kittle, we have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Bosa. We got this amazing defense, Fred Warner. 
are we really going to roll up, roll with this team with the core we have right now, this win now team, and roll with Trey Lance? It just doesn't doesn't vibe with me. But I think I think you're going to do it, and Jimmy G will be elsewhere. So be it. Yep, I agree. Uh, Jimmy G would also work great in Indianapolis if they can make that work because that's a run heavy offense. He doesn't have to do a whole lot there. Uh, yeah. No, I think they're going to stick with Carson Wentz for one more year. Um, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans would be great some, for Jimmy G. Somewhere where he doesn't have to show out to win. I mean, we saw a lot of people are saying Pittsburgh because, you know, they have an offense that's pretty self-sufficient. Big Ben never really tore it up when they were doing good uh, over the last couple of years. So could be there too. And, G- and Jimmy G can turn it on when he, when he needs to, he just didn't do it in this game. So I will give him that, but uh, NFC and AFC championship games were amazing. Super Bowl 56 is what it is, right? This year. I can't. I yes. 56. Super Bowl 56 should be a fun one. Uh, Bengals and Rams. We are di- from St. Louis for those of you who don't know. So we were, we were diehard Rams fans through the worst years. And I actually want to bring this up. So I was on Twitter today on my own personal account. And I saw this, uh, this tweet from this cool Twitter account. It's called at uh, STL Rams history. So to give them a shout out in, in, the, in the description at STL Rams history, they tweeted this out today or yesterday. They said the St. Louis Rams had 95 straight regular season home sellouts from 95 to 06. So we sold out 95 straight home games from 95 to 06. So I looked it up. Okay, what happened in 06 to cause that change? Well, I found it, and I quote tweeted, and I said, after the 06 season, the Rams won the combined 6-43 for three straight seasons and didn't have a winning record until they moved to L.A. But sure, it's the fans' fault why they moved. Save STL on 213-22 at Joey B, hashtag who day. So, yeah, I mean, people that want to blame attendance and, and like, oh, well, St. Louis Rams fans never went to games. That's that's any franchise that's not doing well. I we mean, fucking sold out every game for 11 years straight after not having a football team for a while. but And then we won six games in three seasons. We went six and 43 for three straight years. You want to know why attendance dropped? That's why. Yeah, I mean – Look at the look at the attendance that the Rams had in the Rose Bowl when they were playing there. It was horrible, terrible, terrible. Because the product on the field wasn't good. Yeah, so I don't I don't want to hear anybody from like get over it. You're from St. Louis, get over it. No, fuck y'all. And I will never let that go. I will root for the Rams till the day I die. And if it would have been Rams, Chiefs, and Super Bowl against the Rams, I will I'll root against the Rams until the day I die. Just because I don't yeah, want to see that I mean, fucking crooked thief Stan Kroenke get a get a get a championship. Yep, got away with the cool eight hundred million dollar uh, settlement, and he's probably going to make that back on the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably so easily. So, um, so that's NFL. We want we're obviously not going to do a Super Bowl episode this week. That'll be next week. You know, you guys have been with us forever. You know, the Super Bowl episode's a fun one. We do spreads, props all that shit. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a little break right now. And so, yeah, we're going to move on to talking about uh, a few uh, unique gambling things we can gamble on this weekend. Uh, the first of them being the NHL all-star game uh, that is going to take place on Saturday. 
And the NHL All-Star Game is pretty fun. They changed the format in 2016 where uh, you have there's four divisions in the in the NHL and they have they play a, a three-on-three tournament. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Against all four divisions. So I think there's a total of four or five games in in the entire all game, but it's fun. So uh, since the format changed in 2016, all 10 semifinal games, so in, in the 10 semifinal games, there's been over 10 goals in eight of them and over 13 in six of them. So, How, how long are the games, though? I don't know that for for certain. Uh, can you do a, a, a quick search for me and figure it out? So if, we, if you're looking at like over – like I'm not going to bet on a certain division to win – what might be some money to be had on Saturday. And these lines aren't out yet because there's still actually NHL games going on tonight. They'll probably come off these lines, I would guess, on Thursday or Friday. Maybe Thursday. Probably Thursday, I would guess. Because um, the, the All-Star game's on Saturday. But I think you got to look at these over-unders in these, in these games because there's some money to be had. So, like I said – there's been over 10 goals in eight of the 10 semifinal games and over 13 in six of the 10. And the winning team in, in the semifinal games has scored at least seven goals in eight out of the 10 games. So a lot of goal scoring. So it's two halves, uh, 10 minutes apiece. So 20 minute games. Okay. Okay. So we're looking for that max number. If we have an over under, under 10, I think. We should hammer all these, but in three and three v three. I mean, if you watch overtime games, like the pace is so fast and you can score yeah. so easily. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna look out for. We'll definitely have some stuff on the Patreon. Sub to that, by the way. We haven't, we haven't plugged that the whole the whole, but we'll probably also give some give some picks out on Twitter. But definitely looking for those over unders in those semifinal games. Uh, in the in the finals, it looks like they they start to tighten up things a little bit more. And the in the finals, the winner has scored more than five goals just once in the final, and the total over and it's been over nine goals once and over seven twice. So it looks like they keep the final gets a little bit lower. So maybe we need to look at 
betting the overs and all of like the semis and, and quarters and maybe take the under in the final game for the NHL also game. Just, just some little, some, some, some trims that, that we found. Thanks to our, thanks yeah. to our intern. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, and then this is also a big one. They have, they have the skills competitions. Uh, obviously the one is, the, is the fastest skater. McDavid had had won three years in a row, but he lost last year. So do you think he, he gets a swagger back? Maybe may worth it on. There's probably a reason that he lost. Probably, I mean, he's just not as young anymore. Yeah, that's true too. Who won last year? You know, I do not know. That is not in the notes. Um, let's look it up. NHL fastest skater competition. Uh, Matthew Barzel. Matthew Barzell, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also Jack Eichel, who was like right next to it last year. I need to see who's in it this year. Yeah. Oh, my computer can go really slow. <laughs> and then there's a few other things in the skills competition where uh, they're introducing a new thing this year. Apparently there's like a bingo style uh, a game they're going to be introducing, but they also do the skills challenge relay. They do uh, the accuracy shooting contests. So, but really the only thing that you could probably bet on is, is a speed competition. So they're, they're doing a couple new things because it's in Vegas, I guess. Yeah, it is because they weren't supposed to have so, it. Because NHL player NHL players were supposed to be going to the Olympics, but now they're not. So there's this thing called the Fountain Faceoff. Uh, it's going to be played on the Bellagio Fountains. Um, they are going to travel via boat out to the rink, which I'm assuming is going to be in the middle of the fountain, and they will have to shoot pucks into five targets uh, in the least amount of time. There's going to be eight players that are competing. And then there's, after that, it's going to be a head-to-head final versus two fastest people. So that's pretty That'll sweet. be fun. That'll be fun to watch. Oh, they're like uh, – it's like a – I don't know how to explain it. But if you look it up, you'll see it. It looks kind of cool, but it looks kind of funky. That's one of the newest things. Yeah, they have the fastest skater. Uh, they have a uh, competition called the Save Streak. Total of 36 players and a minimum of four goalies will participate in a save streak competition. The winner will be the goaltender that has the longest save streak. I'm assuming they just sit there and fire shots off at them. Sweet. That's awesome, too. And then they have the hardest shot competition, uh, which uh, you can kind of assume that, I guess, 40 feet from the net, whoever has the, the hardest shot. And the breakaway challenge, there's four players Two goaltenders, shooter with the highest score will be crowned the winner. Um, so I'm guessing I'm they just skate back and forth, up and down the rink, and try to score on the on these two goaltenders. Yeah, probably bro. go back and forth. Oh, they're like it's like judged. There's a panel of judges that rate each shot one to ten. So it's kind of like a dunk competition, but for uh, shooting. Interesting, which is cool. And then there's an accuracy shooting competition too. Yeah, so I, I I was telling Travis this. We saw a commercial for it over the weekend. I think the the NHL All Star Game is probably one of the funnest to watch, just because of all the things that hockey players do. Like they are probably the most coordinated out there. Um, when they used to do like the the Pro Bowl, like back in the Pro Bowl, like way back in the day, we see like longest throw, longest punt, 
like shit like that was fun. Now they got kind of corny and gimmicky with it. Uh, but the NHL also game should be fun. So again, those overs in the semifinal games and the quarterfinal games, maybe the under and in, in the uh, in the championship game, and then we may be looking at some some skills competition winners. But also with that, opening ceremonies for the 2022 Winter Olympics are Friday. Things kick off this weekend, and we got some. Obviously, we did a Summer Olympics episode. It was pretty successful, so we're going to talk about the Winter Olympics. I personally like watching the Winter Olympics better than the Summer Olympics. What are your thoughts on that, Travis? I think it's easier to watch the Winter Olympics because, I mean, given where you're at in the country, you're inside a lot more, and you can be caught up, and you can watch them. So. It just depends. I feel like it's easier because there's not as many. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. There's not as many, there is quote unquote, no. events. Yeah. So it's easier there to isn't. keep up with. Yeah, it is. So Norway is a massive favorite to win the most medals and the most gold medals. Matter of fact, massive is 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 pretty big understatement. They are minus 370 to have the most gold medals and minus 470 to have the most total medals, Norway. The next team after them to have the most total medals is Russia, the Russia Olympic Committee, at plus 850. So they are just by far and away the heavy favorites. I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole just because it seems like Vegas knows Norway's going to win. Yeah, I'm not going to bet that. That's not even fun. No, I don't think so. Either. Not even fun. Um, it says, uh, according to our research, uh, the United States are projected to have 22 medals with seven golds. They finished with 23 and nine in 2018, uh, but they have a much older roster this year. I know Sean White's pretty older. Um, here's a big one, hockey. Uh, apparently, Russia has a clear path to win the gold in hockey as they are the plus 150 betting favorite to win the gold Man. medal in, in men's hockey. Um, they are not the overall favorite. Um, yes, they are. They are the overall favorite at plus 150. Finland's next at plus 400. Then Sweden at plus 450. Canada, United States is pretty far down there, plus 1,000. Got to remember, pros can't play. So I think they're taking a bunch of either college-age players or, or younger guys, much like they did uh, back in the day. So Russia's the plus 150 favorite. Maybe not a bad bet at plus odds. Yeah, uh, and then for women, it's Canada is minus 120, and then USA is even. So. It may be worth a dabble on USA just because I know it always comes comes down to them too because the next one after that is plus 1,600. It's Finland. So basically you're just like putting out a long shot bet on – but or you could just probably wait to the finals and do, do a money line bet on, on one of them. So uh, that is women's hockey. Some other little interesting tidbits. Here's here's something that, again, intern found. Netherlands has won. By the way, guys, we have an intern for this semester. We'll bring him on to the podcast at some point. I talked to him about it. Super cool dude. He's done all of this research uh, for us for, for these, for the All-Star Game and, and the Winter Olympics. The Netherlands has won 14. Last year, they won 14 out of their 20 medals in 2018 were in speed skating. And they were all either gold or silver. So the Netherlands seems to dominate the speed speed skating. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look up on 
Bavada, you know, what, what the speed skating. So there's two different things of speed skating you can bet on. You can bet on short track speed skating, which is mixed. And the Netherlands are plus 330. So they're not even the favorite to win that China is. May not be worth a bad gamble on. Or in short track, in short track speed, speed skating for women's, there's a couple of Netherlands people, plus 300 um, and plus plus 130. So they're all plus odds. So you might want to take a look at Netherlands to win these medals in, in speed skating. All right. Netherlands speed skating. Got it. Yep. And then um, obviously Sean Waite. Sean Waite. Wow. Um, Sean White, this is probably going to be his last Olympics. Uh, I don't know the odds on him to win right now. I'm not seeing them on on Bovada just yet. Oh, I got to click show more. That's not good. Because they're Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I had to click, click show more. Typically not no. great. I got to click on show more to show more events. Um, and, of course, now it expanded like the entire fucking list. Show more, please. Where does it all go? I don't know. I can't find the Sean White stuff. So, uh, yeah, not sure on Sean White, but we can always bet on him, obviously. And uh, curling, U.S. won curling, won golden curling last Olympics, which was an upset. Sweden and Switzerland, who are normally the the, the big heavy dog favorites, are probably coming for that this year. Um, so look out for that curling. Here we go, men's curling. Canada's the plus 200 favorite. Great Britain's plus 200. Sweden and Switzerland plus 300, plus 900. And then USA's plus 1200. So don't bet on we, USA because I don't, I don't think they'll win back-to-backs. Do we bet on Jamaica's bobsledding team or no? I did see Jamaica qualified. I don't think they will they will make it very far. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, Cool Runnings was, was definitely a fictional movie. Bobsledding would be fun to bet on. Bob Sutting is. I don't I don't have a, a lot of data there. A couple other nuggets uh, is the Shoma Uno won, a, won the figure skating championship this year, like the Nationals. She came in second in the last Olympics, so something you could be looking out for uh, for her to, to win gold. So just a few little betting figure nuggets skating? there. Figure skating. Shoma Uno. I'm assuming what she's, she's a woman. She from? Uh, I don't, I don't want to guess – um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She is. They're plus 700 to win the team figure skating event. Ooh, the third favorite. Okay. The ROC is yeah. minus 400. Jesus. <laughs> That's bullshit. I don't, I still understand how they get banned from the Olympics, but they can still compete. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get them out of there. Get them out of there. Fuckers out of here. Yeah. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So not God damn <laughs> so not not a ton of insight there, but we got because obviously the Winter Olympics, we'll probably dive into a little bit more and maybe bet some things here and there. I know on the I mean, summer we'll put Olympics, out picks closer closer to when it happens. I mean well, it happens this weekend right now. But yeah. what I'm saying is like that's it's a lot a lot of it's like the heated stuff before you can even like bet in like the finals. Like the first yeah. like two weeks of the Olympics is bullshit because it's just heated preliminary rounds. Yeah, I, I concur. Uh, the big thing's hockey. I think, you know, USA or Canada is a good bet for women. Obviously, it's going to come down to them. Russia, I know they're the favorite in men's hockey, but apparently they have a very good grouping and they got a, they got a good path to get there. And, uh, yeah, like I said, look out for Netherlands speed skating. That's that's the move. Got to bet on, bet on some, some, some Netherlands speed skaters because 14 of their 20 medals in 2018 came, came from, from speed skating. So there we go. So that is the Winter Olympics. Last thing. I actually got two things I want to talk about. This is a little bit of a shorter, shorter episode. Obviously, next week will be in Super Bowl. We'll do a giant episode. Before we move on to um, – actually, we'll, we'll, we'll do these last few things here. Somebody from the Belly Up Podcast Network today, they put out like a little thing, on a poll on Twitter. Uh, what's the best Pop-Tart? His options were, I think, birthday cake, which I have never even had. And the other one was brown sugar cinnamon, which is a good flavor, but does not – I don't know if it's the best, any of that other. So we – Travis and I are going to do our Mount Rushmore of Pop-Tart we, flavors. We need to start doing it like actual Mount Rushmore, like back and forth. I can't pick the other one. Okay. Is that, so that how they do it? Is that how they do it on, on Pardon My Take? Okay. Yeah. Like, because you steal one from another one, then you, like that's stolen because it what you didn't put it first. Like, so it's basically it's ba- it's almost like a Mount Rushmore or Pop Tart draft. draft, basically. All right, so I'm gonna write down Travis's and mine. Since it's my idea, I'm gonna go first. Don't you fucking mind? I'm taking I'm taking s'mores. <sighs> cool, because you didn't take the freaking best. Most no, s'mores. S'mores is the best pop tart. Hands down, nope. easy. Wild berry. Wild berry's good. It is not the best. It is not only that, but just the look of the wild berry pop tart just gets me horny. Wild berry. So Chad's got wild berry in his pop tart. Mount Rushmore. I got s'mores. Wild berry would have been on mine, but now I'm gonna take a classic flavor. Just strawberry. Strawberry pop tart. The frosted one. Yes, the frost. Yeah. yeah, all these are frosted. We don't do unfrosted pop tarts here at Two Germans. They have the unfrosted strawberry ones as a legit flavor. So, yeah, well, so strawberry sure. frosted. Uh so I'm, so since mine might be in jeopardy, I got to take the frosted blueberry next. Frosted blueberry was is another option for me. All right, frosted blueberry. All right, now we're getting on nitty gritty. Those are those, those are your four main ones. I. I'm going to have to go with – I have to go brown sugar cinnamon. I, I like brown sugar cinnamon one. It, it, it's it's grown on me as I've gotten older, 
and it just it, with a good glass of milk it works. I will say this right now. I tried the the pretzel pop tarts came out with fucking trash. Throw them in the garbage. Don't even really. Buy they're so fucking I, ha- I have a new flavor that they came out with. I want to save it for my last one because I know you're not going to pick it, and it might be like one of the top ones I've ever had. Uh, but I'm saving it's it for last because I know. If it's, if, if it's Fruit Loops, you're in danger. Oh, well, I'm taking my next one, Fruit Loops. <laughs> Dude, it is so bad. It is so good. It literally tastes like you're just eating handfuls of Fruit Loops. It is yeah. so good. I'm so glad that you've mentioned that because I was going to save that for last. That I, had, I like, almost picked that. Almost picked that one over brown sugar cinnamon. I've those are the, fucking good, dude. Wow, there's a time like a few months ago where I would stop by the gas station on like Mondays and Fridays to get an energy drink, and I would get Fruit Loop Pop Tarts because they're so good. They're 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 gas. If you have not had them yet, get them. They got uh, they come with with two can with two can painted on the front of them. Uh they're good. They're gas. Oh man, my I don't see. I haven't eaten a lot of pop tarts in my adulthood yet. To like, like uh, I'm looking at the seven, we've, the six we've got right now, and I'm I'm struggling. But I had to. Like, I went to Pop Tarts website and looked at them. Okay, they have a lot that I would like to try. I'm gonna go to that Pop-Tarts, I have never actually. seen. Because I like, all I'm like drawing a blank there. right now. Where do you go? Do you just go to like flavors? Poptarts.com and they have like a under our food, they have all Pop Tart flavors. Our food. All Pop Tart flavors. Okay, there we go. The bites are, are extremely underrated. I would like to try the Ego ones. I would like to try those. Um those do sound fire. Frosted maple Ego yeah. Pop Tarts. They also have yeah. Boston cream donut and apple fritter. Yeah, those fire. cinnamon sugar pretzel ones, fucking throw them in the garbage. They're terrible. Okay, I would like no, to. I, know. I would. I would like to try the crisp apple ones. I think. I think those would be good. Those are really good. Those have been out for a while. Oh really? I I told you I haven't eaten pop tarts in years, man. Um, my fourth one, one that I've actually had, and it's not even one that I'm like super in love with, but I do like it. The hot fudge sundae. Okay, cool. Glad you took that because mine's cookies and cream. Yeah, hot fudge Sunday. So there we go. You have it. Travis's Mount Rushmore Pop Tarts, Wild Berry, Frosted Blueberry, Fruit Loops, and Cookies and Cream. And mine is what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Mine is s'mores, strawberry frosted, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge Sunday. I'm really pissed that you took Fruit Loops, and I shouldn't (laughs) fucking said it because that would have been my fourth one. That would have been my fourth one. That was almost my third one, but I'm like, ah. This seems like kind of like a childish pick, so I'm gonna take brown sugar cinnamon. It is really fucking good. That should be on my. I'm pissed about it. Because I was gonna go, I was gonna go cookies and cream and then Fruit Loops. Because I didn't think, I didn't think many people had known of it, and I was gonna tell you about it. Uh, we need to post nah, post our our Mount Rushmores and have people vote on them. Absolutely, I will say honorable mention for me. Just looking at it, it almost made it over Half Fudge Sunday, but I've only had it once, which is the reason why I didn't put it on here. The red velvet cupcake pop tarts are good too. I have not had those. I have not. Even, had those. even if you see on Pop Tarts website, people are rating like the the pretzel ones. Like the salted caramel pretzel has a three point four out of five stars, and the cinnamon sugar has three point nine out of five stars. I want to try the salted caramel pretzel ones though, dude. Don't they? They're so like I had them both. <laughs> I, I had them, dude. I fucking I'm pissed. I had them both like I had because I bought a pack of four. 
And my wife really doesn't like pretzels stuffed all that much. So I ate them all. I tried them toasted. I tried them untoasted, like just straight out of the package. I put them in the microwave. I was like, what What do I do to make these not taste like I'm eating fucking drywall? Because that's what it tasted like. It was Bringing so that bad. into the conversation, what is the best way to eat a Pop-Tart? I, th- I think it really depends. It really does I depend. Think, like, I think the s'mores ones have to be toasted. Hot. They have to be toasted or at least pop in the microwave. Uh, the my favorite non-toasted one to eat is the brown sugar cinnamon ones with a with a glass of milk. Yeah, those, those are, are so good to eat untoasted. The Fruit Loop ones, I don't eat those toasted. Those got to be cold. Oh fuck, I miss this one. The cinnamon roll ones are good too. The frosted cinnamon roll ones either. So that's on my honorable mention list. But I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with my with my with my Mount Rushmore. So we will have to post these later on in the week. But that's it. One thing I want to touch on, Travis, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. I don't know if you've seen this guy, but he's a literal fucking psychopath. He's came across my TikTok a few times. Have you seen the Liver King? I was literally talking to him, talking about him with one of my friends today. No, you know you were not. I swear. I swear to God I was. I was so if you guys have not. With one of my friends. Yeah. If you guys have not seen this guy on TikTok or YouTube, go look him up. He's called the Liver King, and he claims he's Disgusting. the world's last caveman. He had, has this like animalistic caveman diet; nothing's processed. Um, if he does drink alcohol, it's like clear grain. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he drinks Everclear, um, just straight Everclear, which makes you want to throw up just thinking about it. But he like eats like bone marrow. Um, what are some of the other shit he eats? Like, great. I mean, he eats straight livers and hearts and. Gross, uncooked organs. But the dude's jacked. He's jacked. He, he cannot. They cannot be healthy for you. To an extent. He probably goes yeah. overboard. He does go overboard. And he, he's like, well, the caveman ate this. Yeah, I think caveman had like an average lifespan of like 28 to 33 years. Like, they didn't live very long. Literally, like, it's like dog food is what he eats. It's disgusting. Yeah, so this guy's like, wow, look him up. I, I I wanted to bring him up to you because, like, I was scrolling through my phone before I got on here. I'm like, I got to ask Travis if he's seen this guy before. And I literally silly. was talking, talking to my buddy about him today. It's so crazy that you bring that up because uh, we, were, we were talking about just, like, uh, he's on, like, a diet, and he was talking about the carnivore diet and stuff. And I was like, Dude, have you heard of the liver king? And he goes, dude, it's disgusting. Dude, he literally, guys, he scoops the bone marrow out of like these raw bones and eats it. I, and I don't, it, it hurts me to see. Like, Liver King here. Liver King here. I just came off. And he also fasts. He like goes on like 24 hour fast too. He like doesn't mm, eat your fucking. What days. I'd really love to eat after a 24 hour fast is some nice organs. And he like, he, he's like, oh, got my sweet treat here. It's like his sweet treat is something fucking gross. And he puts a maple syrup on a liver and maple syrup. Liver bites and maple syrup. He mixes those, those together. I feel like that's like cannibalism. He would like to eat human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting you. How wild would it be if we just like, hey, you want to come on our podcast and explain why the fuck you do this thing? Because we are in, in highly interested in what I kind would of like, it serves. Just it's like it wouldn't surprise me if he eats it out of a metal dog bowl. <laughs> It's probably what he puts it in with his name on it. Well, apparently he has a wife and he's married. And his wife does it too. 
he has, has the stinkiest smelling farts in the world. Dude, right? Oh my god. He has to rip ass and it'll burn your fucking ha- nose hairs. I was just... <sighs> no. No. That can't be healthy yeah. for you. Can't. Yeah. So you guys got to <laughs> look him up. It. It's fucking silly. <laughs> uh, outside of that, we're going to keep this episode a little bit shorter this week. We wanted to have some fun. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. We're we're picking it back up again. We had a little, little bit of down period. Still, since we started this thing in August, I ran the data on it. We've had one losing month, and it wasn't even that bad. We lost six units in November. Every single month, if you follow the unit sizes we put out to a T, you will win money. We don't because we're fucking idiots and we like to chase teasers and parlays, but the picks we put out for you guys – they're winning. And uh, we had a near-perfect day yesterday. Thanks to Norfolk State in northern Colorado. We went 10-2 and yesterday. Uh, I don't know what we're looking like tonight. I think it was, like, decent, and now it's kind of shit in the bed. Um, like we're going to be uh, – right now we're projected to be 8-5. and five. UC Riverside just started. Um, actually, UNC's up three in overtime, so I don't know why it says 8-5. I'm five. watching it right now. But uh, yeah, guys, check it out. It's ten bucks a month. We actually got a new subscriber today. Shout out Tommy Brown. Uh, been following us for a long ass time since uh, probably came from the hub days. Hub days, yeah. So check us out <laughs> on Patreon. Definitely get into it if you want to. Like football's ending, you need some kind of sports to satiate. We have daily college basketball plays. Like I said, we're going to do golf stuff coming. And up. We've been we've been betting on college basketball since it started. So. We we yeah. know we know the teams to fade and we know the teams to bet on. We're, we're getting pretty pretty solid at it. I think we're I think we've I think we've come across <clears throat> our own little algorithm that I was using for baseball and we've transferred it over to basketball and it's working. So yeah, Travis got a little Travis got a little algorithm for spreads and money line value. I got a little little something something I, I look at for totals on over unders. Uh, so we're figuring it out. So definitely check us out over there. Other than that, you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the NHL All-Star game. If you're in the Missouri area, stay safe, stay inside. We're getting some fucking nasty weather coming. Um, And we'll talk to you guys next week about Super Bowl 56, Bengals and Rams. Joe Burr, baby, let's go. Let's go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.